Happy Monday. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling grateful? Let me tell you, there is something that I do. It's a new habit of mine, and it has me feeling amazing. It's a little gratitude exercise. And actually, I'm going to tell you guys a couple of things that I do on my walks that really just make life feel so beautiful to me and and just sort of sets me on this mood that lasts for such a long time. And seriously, you guys, what you put in your brain over and over and over again, your brain has an autopilot mechanism. So what you are feeding it the most is what it is feeding back to you the most. Remember that, remember that. If you ask yourself, why do I feel miserable? Ask yourself, what was the last thing you were thinking? Was it something that made you unhappy? Were you spinning on something uncontrollably? You did not stop the spin. What is going on in your mind? What is going on in your mind is what will go on in your mind. And I know that very well. So here's a couple of things I do to change my mind. So when I go for my walks, I can go in either direction. I can take the road or I can take the forest. Now, I do this thing on the road. Um, I've been doing this for quite a while and, and I really like this exercise because I think it opens doors for me because I really do believe in the universe and I believe in intention and imagination, visualization and what that can create for you. So what I'll do sometimes when I'm on my Penn Street Road in front of my house is I will envision something that I want to have happen in my future and I will see it, like just really see it. And I will put it on the road in front of me and then I will walk into it. And another thing that I love to do on my walks is gratitudes. Thank you for this forest. Thank you for this trees. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the wind. Thank you for my dogs. Thank you for how healthy they are. Thank you for my happy, happy dogs. Thank you for my healthy body. Thank you for being strong. Thank you for my mind. Thank you for my followers. Oh, guys. Oh, I thank you guys so many times. Thank you for the people who support me. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my parents. Thank you for my friends. And I, I just, just run through them like that. Just everything, everything. Just feeling grateful. Just expressing that. I'll look up at the sky. I'll communicate that upwards to whatever, whatever is up there. God with a big G. God with a little G. God is he. God is she. You know. The universe. The universe. Because whatever it is, it is everything. And, and I just... I put this into my mind, my intentions and my gratitudes. Every time I go on walks, it is my new habit. Why not? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Why, why would you choose to pick something to be angry about and spin on it? You can do this while you're driving, by the way. Uh, and I like to do gratitudes also first thing in the morning, but kind of like intention gratitudes, like you know, thank you for what's going to happen. Like I'll think about what it is that I'm going to be doing that day and I'll say thank you ahead of time for, you know, the success of it. And it's interesting because I'm really sensitive to frequency. Like you stick a machine in front of me that emits frequency. I'm feeling that stuff on my body. 
And, I, you know, when I teach people to meditate, one thing that I notice, and I, and I ask other people this, and, and they have the same experience, I noticed that when I first started meditating, when my brain waves would go into an alpha state, which is the meditative frequency, I could feel that shift happening inside my head. And when I teach people how to meditate and I get them started on this path, I give them about a week or two and then I ask them that question, hey, do you feel it when your brain waves change? And everybody says, yeah, yeah, I do. It's weird. And, and there's so many more experiences that come down the road, but I don't tell them about that. I just want them to have those moments where they go, holy crap, what just happened? Because meditation will do that. It will change you and it will give you experiences that will blow your socks off. But we're not going to talk about that today. We'll talk about that some other time. Today, the topic is the topic du jour for me lately which is don't burn down the house to kill the spider. Did you ever hear that analogy ever hear about people? You know, like, I mean, nobody does that actually for real, but have you heard that one before? I want to tie that into relationships. I want, I want you to have that analogy in your head as I talk about worthy partners, as I talk about the kind of relationships that challenge your emotions, that bring out discomfort in your emotional world. Now, there's some people who think, hey, relationships should just be easy. If it's not easy, it's not the right one. And and that's a way of thinking. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's right. And sometimes that way of thinking is wrong. And I'm going to tell you later on why and what you need to observe in order to understand whether or not those feelings of discomfort are, are, are a reason to stay because sometimes they are. Um, but sometimes, you know, for sure, sometimes people find a relationship and it is easy from the get go. I have, I've met those people. I haven't been one of them. But I've met those people. And, you know, I shall tell you a little story. This, I love this one. Love this one. Once upon a time, there was a girl who came to one of my speed dating events and read my book, No More Assholes. And there was a boy who came to another one of my speed dating events and read Fix That Shit. And the two of them showed up at a singles event where nobody else showed up. I think I mentioned this before a little bit. Nobody else showed up and all they had to talk to, the only people they could talk to was each other. And they started dating and they fell in love and they're currently living happily ever after. And it is such a beautiful story. I love how the universe will do that. It aligns stuff for you guys. Do not discredit the work the universe will do for you. It is unbelievable. But sometimes you get in a relationship and it, it feels good in the beginning and then it starts getting really, really hard. And you start asking yourself, should I stay or should I go? And sometimes you're not even asking yourself, should I stay or should I go? Sometimes you just start saying, God, damn, I have to get out of this. This is not the right relationship for me. There's an obstacle in this relationship that is too difficult for me to overcome. But here's the thing. Here's why I want you to analyze this feeling and get deeper into it and use some of the tools that I'm going to throw at you in this podcast. 
Because sometimes the best relationship you could possibly be in is the one that will be the most challenging because it will throw at your feet an opportunity to grow and evolve. Now, some of you know, I wrote a book called Say Yes to Goodness and, you know, 10 Steps to Complete and Happy You. And one of those 10 steps is finding a worthy partner. And I start that chapter right off the bat saying, hey, worthy partners can be very difficult partners. So don't fool yourself into thinking the ideal partner for you is one that will not challenge your emotions. Worthy partners bring out your ego and make you face what is holding back your evolution. So let me tell you another little story. Many, 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 many years ago, I met a guy and we were talking about our lives. And he said, you know, I've got this ex and I've got these kids. And I have said to my ex, I will always take care of her. And I looked at him and I said, whoa, no one is going to want to date you. Because from where I sat, being who I was with my issues and my insecurity, the first thought that came to mind is I could never handle that. I could never handle being with a person who had some other woman in his life that he was taking care of. I wanted my man all to myself. I didn't want to share. I was very selfish for sure. I will not deny that I have been very selfish in my life. Lo and behold, what relationship do I get into a few years later, but with somebody who does that exact thing, who takes care of the mother of his children. And it was the last thing I thought I would ever get into. Absolute last thing. And here I found myself having to fight my feelings of selfishness and insecurity. My two biggest obstacles to love was my ego saying, "Uh uh-uh, you can't share, you can't be generous. You know, it was hard, guys. I got to tell you, I I just took a moment to go back in those feelings and it was hard to be with somebody and not be the only woman in his life. But you know what I did? I made a list. I asked myself, is this a good person or is this a bad person? And and I, I kind of took a step back and I got objective instead of emotional. And I asked myself, okay, you know, me aside, take me out of the equation. What am I looking at? What is in front of me? And what I saw was a father, not an ex. You know, I I didn't see him as a person who was with somebody else. I took that out of the equation. I took everything out of the equation except for him except for the human being he was and the human being he was trying to do through his behaviors and I went who is this you know and what I saw is first and foremost a father this was somebody who who was dedicated to the happiness of his children and would do nothing short of everything in his power to ensure their safety and security and I, and I asked myself, well, you know, 
why does it have to bleed on her? Why can't he just be a good dad? Why can't he just show up and pick them up on the weekends and pay the child support and take them to games and just do what all those other dads did? Why does he have to be so different? Why does he have to go so above and beyond? And, you know, that's when I realize, and I talk a lot about this, that really, really, really good fathers are generous with the mothers of their children and do whatever they can to make sure that they're happy enough to trickle happiness down to their kids. And it's a caveman function. You know, I talk a lot a lot about cavemen and cavewomen. And I've been studying this stuff like crazy because my number one question when I'm posed with a challenge in my mind is what is the evolutionary purpose of this? Why does this exist via mother nature? Because really we're just bots created by mother nature to just go and propagate and create more bots. So why does she encode us with certain things, desires, impulses that we just feel compelled to do. And I started realizing, well, there's good cave people and there's bad cave people. And the bad cave people are the ones that would let a baby die. And the good cave people are the ones who wouldn't. Mother Nature made some pretty damn good cave people because that's the way the species survives. So I started understanding all this stuff, started decoding him as a human being. I started being objective about who he is, taking myself and my emotions out of the equation, and then went, all right, you know what? This is valid. Like if 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 he wasn't my boyfriend, I'd be like, right on, dude. You got the right frame of mind. You're doing the right thing. Kudos to you. Congratulations. Here's your parade. But I was peeing on the parade because his actions were stepping over my emotional well-being. But the thing is, my emotional well-being was dysfunctional because I was insecure over someone that I didn't need to be insecure about. I was insecure while being in a relationship with a devoted man because there was nothing sexual for him. It was done and with good reason. (laughs) It's better over here, my friend. You know, he was happy with me is what he was saying. He was happy with me. So why should I be vomiting this insecurity into our relationship just because he has such a good character? It wasn't fair. Wasn't fair to him. Wasn't fair to his kids. Wasn't fair to his ex. I was vomiting all over the place. And there were so many times when I said to myself, I can't do this. I can't do this. But there was a part of me and the universe will do that. It will whisper in your ear. And there was a whisper and it was saying it would be so good if you could just clear the static. And some of you know what I call static. That's your your upbringing. That's the stuff that formed you. That's the conditioning that you picked up. That's the baggage that you have that you carry around from relationship to relationship. And you just dump it at the feet of the person in front of you and you go, hey, look at this. We got baggage and it's going to bug us, isn't it? And so I needed to deal with my baggage. I needed to stop vomiting. And I understood that. I understood it because the universe was telling me that if I did, 
I could make my life so much better. I mean, look at this man that was delivered to me. Look at this person with the character, with the ethics, the devotion, the love, the depths of love. I mean, who, who loves so much that they sacrifice everything for their children, that they will do anything for their children? You know who? A good caveman. Because Mother Nature designed men to have twice the depth of the emotional response to the feeling heartwarming because when their child is born she ingrained them with a love so deep they would die for those kids can you believe that ladies think about how much you love and times that by two and and you might start to understand how deeply men love their children so what did i do well i stopped vomiting you know, not to say this, the thoughts stopped happening in my head. Of course, they, they went on for years and years afterwards because they went on for years and years. And, you know, there goes the autopilot, right? In comes the spin mode. But at least I stopped opening my mouth. And then because I stopped empowering that frequency that was going on, the buzzing in my head, the static, because I stopped letting it happen, out of my mouth it started to slow down inside my head and then I started interjecting other habits meditation shrinking my fight or flight increasing my hippocampus which is introspection and compassion really focusing on gratitudes uh, redirecting this is such a great exercise when you find yourself in a spin mode you know, what I would, what, you know, I'd be spinning on, oh, he's doing this, he's doing this, it means that, it means that. And I go, wait a second, wait a second. What is reality? Such a great question when you're in spin mode. What is reality? And I go, well, the relationship is over. He doesn't have any interest in her. Um, he's doing it for the kids. He's very devoted to me. He's just a good person, right? So really just pulling my emotions out of it. Because your emotions are not always right, guys. Don't use your emotions as a template for how to direct your life if they are negative. If you're having negative emotions, be objective. Get scientific with that stuff. It is so worth it. Oh my God, like we have three parts of ourselves. The biological body, that's all those impulses, those reactions. The logical mind, bring it up when you have something negative happening inside your body bring it up put it inside your head how should you be looking at it get objective what is reality and when you can tap into reality when you can understand what is actually in front of you when you realize you should not burn down the house i.e get rid of the boyfriend just to kill the spider that insecurity and when you relax into what it is that you have and you become conscious of the goodness that is in front of you and you accept it you say yes thank you thank you for this goodness thank you for this man who is so kind so generous so deep so smart so loving so affectionate so hard-working so good to me so appreciative thank you for that and you just let that feeling, those thoughts come into your body. You let it change your frequency. And, and you let that frequency become the love that is between you. 
And when you hold each other and you just think about that and you just, you're just thinking thank you and you're letting that thank you, that gratitude flow and you feel the connection happening between your hearts, you feel your psyche relax and you feel the flow happen between you. You feel his energy come into yours. You feel your energy go into him. Guys, that's your soulmate. This is it. This is what I'm talking about. That third element, the soul connection. They're waiting for you. But I'm telling you, sometimes the universe will not deliver it in a pretty package. Sometimes it is going to deliver it in a person who will challenge the crap out of you and make it so hard. But if you can rise up to the challenge, if you can get yourself under control, if you can use your logical mind to get your biological body in line and stop having these stressful reactions, those anxious reactions, and just bring yourself down and buzz on a whole new level, Get that soulmate vibe going on. And you start becoming the emotional leader in your relationship. And this partner that you have that's challenged you, that brought his own baggage or her own baggage. Now you are modeling how to unpack the baggage that you brought into the relationship. Holy cow. Let me tell you, the person who loves you will follow your lead. The one who loves their dysfunction more will be left behind and you will outgrow them. But the beauty of that statement is outgrow, which means you are on another level when you get into your next relationship. And because you are vibing on another level, a higher level, a better level, like attracts like, and the universe will deliver somebody who is vibing up there as well, which means you will not start at rock bottom again. You will start at an elevated plane have an elevated relationship. And yes, there might be things to unpack in that one, but it won't be as difficult as the last one because you have grown and you've become better and more masterful of yourself. And it will be an easier process. And this person might bring their own baggage in, but they're going to watch you be the emotional leader. And what will they want to do because they love you so much? Follow your lead, my love. Follow your lead. Love this love this. So I hope you liked today's talk. I'm going to tell you what's coming up for you. So exciting. I am always moving and shaking. Have you noticed? I know you have because I have people popping up all the time and going, oh my God, it seems like you're everywhere. You're doing so many things and you are right. You are right. I am everywhere doing so many things because I am on fire and I'm loving this. So what is happening this week and next week. So this Tuesday, as always, I am live online, guys. Now you're going to find me on Facebook, which is just going to make it a little bit easier. Uh, so find my Shanta High Canada's Dating Coach Facebook page. And there's a group called the No More Assholes Monthly Free Webinar. And if you were just starting out in dating or you're just realizing you need a whole new bag of tricks, then you want to come and watch this live monthly webinar. I talk to you about the science of how to get into the dating game on the right foot. Guys, you need this. You so need this. If you're doing the bounce, which is getting in a relationship, realizing it's wrong, bouncing out, starting all over again, come listen to this. Come partake. Come ask me your questions. 
Let's get talking. Let's let's get you in the right relationship. I want to see you get in the right relationship because you will feed so much happiness my way because you know I believe in karma. And then the following Tuesday, I'm going to be on my main page. So no group necessary. Just come find me on Canada's Dating Coach on Facebook. And I'm going to talk about texting. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Good, good, good one. Uh, I'm talking about the frustrations of texting, um, you know, people ghosting, all that stuff. What do you say when you don't know what to say? Let's get down. What do you say? What, what, how do you respond? Like, what's the latest thing? What is it that you're sitting on right now? Like, what text did you get that day that you, you don't know how to respond to? Let's, let's put that up or, or let's talk about it because I guarantee your question is the same as other people's questions. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun with the subject because a lot of you struggle with texting. Um, you know, the ones who are like, oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> Sure, you fell asleep. I'm not quite sure what to reply to you right now because I'm kind of pissed. Those kinds of things. Let's talk about that. Uh, and of course, you guys, you know you're always going to find me on Instagram. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, popping up videos all the time on YouTube. Um, and then, of course, the weekly podcast. What else am I doing for you? There's so much, guys. I I honestly, I I forget because... All I'm doing all the time is creating and I'm having so much fun doing it. I hope you are having fun in your lives. I'm pretty sure you are. So many creative people, wonderful, beautiful people out there. And I will see you. I will see you. I will talk to you very, very soon. Thank you for joining me tonight and I'll see you next time. Good night.